This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by EB Games. Support us by buying your video games at EB Games. Welcome to my basement, everybody! Oh, hey, Sorry we're a little bit late. Technical difficulties. This is live. Are we here now? We are we're, here. Oh, we're happening. We're live. Yeah. Welcome, Welcome to, to the basement. basement. That's right. How are you doing? Hello. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little hungry. You're a little hungry. Why? Um, What's happening? Because I enjoy torturing myself, apparently. No, I decided that I was going to do this three-day juice cleanse because I have no idea why, really. Because I thought I would cleanse my body from toxins. Yeah. Uh, which means no caffeine, uh, no food. <laughs> <laughs> just drinking juice, and I'm really hungry. This is a tea. I'm drinking a tea now because I'm allowed to have herbal tea, but no caffeine, so I'm, I'm a little tired. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Victor Lucas. I'm tired, feeling a little tired. Hungry. I'm super hungry. And then, of course, Victor Lucas gets this amazing meal right before we I, I, get here. And usually we, we do this thing because we rush and rush and rush. We shoot, yeah. we shoot right up until we have to go live with this thing. Sorry yeah. for fixing the mic as we go here. Does that sound okay? Sound yeah. all right, Josh? Uh, usually we shoot this thing, and it's... Uh, uh, a mad dash and we maybe have time to get a coffee and that's about it and yeah. then we roll and I'm usually shaken by the end of it because I haven't had anything to eat. Right. But I had so some had ice cream <laughs> and I had some salmon and I was eating all eating this stuff in front of you yeah. and uh, I felt uh, felt I bad know. for about a second and a half until I tasted it. Until you were eating it, I know. It, it so looked good. delicious. I know that gelato. Oh my God. The way I it was did just... have relations <laughs> with that ice cream. How's that? You did, and I was really <laughs> jealous. So thanks for rubbing that in my face. And we, it was, I mean, it smelled good too. It was awesome. <laughs> hey, happy suffering. 4th of July oh, yeah. to America. Happy our American Independence friends. Day to all of our American friends. And, yes. Uh, to a country uh, that has been incredibly generous to me personally and to our company yeah. uh, and to our shows. And uh, we wanted to do a little bit of uh, discussion around uh, what America means to us, some of uh -huh. our memories and stuff. Yeah. But I, I want to just talk a little bit about how important the U.S. is to the electric playground because okay. I, don't, I don't know if everybody's aware of that. I think a lot of people know me as a Canadian yep. and that I've been uh, doing video game TV for a long time and that EP is based out of Canada. I don't know if everybody knows that we're based out of Vancouver unless, you know, obviously some, some of the, the people that have been watching for a long time yeah. do. But I, it, I always find it amazing when we meet people that watch the shows in Vancouver. That don't know it's from Have Vancouver. no idea that we are made yeah. here. And they're like, what are you doing in town? What are you doing yeah. here? It's like, well, I live here. Yeah. And our and office is just downtown there. Our and, HQ uh, is here, yeah. Yeah. But um, the truth of it is, without America, there would be no electric playground. <gasps> Enlighten us. The first broadcaster to pick up EP was KVOS TV 12 in Bellingham. Now, this okay. is a unique station uh, and Dave Reed was the ger general manager of the, st of the uh, station at the time, and he was uh, a wonderful guy to work with. Um, they are based in Bellingham, Washington, which is right on the border with uh, Canada, right, on, right next to Vancouver, actually. White Rock is the next town over the border. Uh, and they operate as a Canadian TV station out of the U.S. because they uh, send their signal into, into Canada in a big way. So okay. they hire a lot of Canadian talent and they pick up some Canadian programming. A lot of their uh, community-based stuff is about Vancouver. Hmm. Um, but they also were a, an independent station running a lot of U.S. programming. I had a face-to-face -face meeting with him back in uh, 1996. I think I met him for the first time in 95, but I met him at, in his office in 1996 and pitched him the show concept showed him a demo tape that we had done. Some of this stuff maybe has filtered to the uh, to the 
yeah, station to the show yeah. over time. Yeah. But he watched the thing and he said, ah, that was really cool. I can see where you guys want to go talking about video games. I, yeah, I would like to run the show. And I said, great, that's exactly what we need. Yeah. Um, and then he said, what, what would you like from me? And I said, well, how about a letter saying that you're going to run the show? Yeah. And he said, that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, when do you want to me to get that letter to you and I said well how about right now and so he, he <laughs> sat down I want it right now well just because we were putting our package together to yep. go and pitch to sponsors and pitch to other tv stations mm -hmm. he sat down at his desk and he wrote the letter wow. that he was going to pick up electric playground in 1996 so we weren't even ready to go to air for another year after that wow. but he sat down at his desk and wrote this thing and, and signed it and gave it to me and that was the instigation that was the first station to say yes we, we believe in this concept we want to have a weekly television show that talked about video games like you guys are doing and then from there we visited other tv stations in uh, los angeles and in portland uh and in seattle and we had a, 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 a we self-syndicated a bunch of stations down mm -hmm. the west coast of the u.s you know and we had done a little bit of traveling down there already because we had started to shoot at e3 and we used to do road trips where we'd stop at game companies and collect this info so we had stuff to kind of package and up into so TV many shows. stories from those travels yeah it was amazing and i'll, I'll talk about those yeah. in future episodes of, of vix basement but the uh what was awesome was that a bunch of other stations signed up for ep and then we went to natp uh, which was the big television trade convention. And th things were a little bit different in syndicating TV shows. I don't think you can do things quite the same way now as right. you could no, in the, in the 90s. Uh, but we had this suite of stations that had signed up for the show um, by, the, by January of 97. And we went to NatPee in Las Vegas with these stations attached. And I talked with uh, some Canadian broadcasters, people that worked at Chum and people that worked at Craig, uh, which was a suite of Canadian stations back then uh -huh. through the prairies. Um, and I told them that I had U.S. stations and sponsors because I'd already signed up some sponsors by that That's point. That's a big deal in Canada. But I had U.S. stations signed up. Yeah. And I went, you have U.S. stations already? Yeah. Bam! I know. Signed. Well, I didn't sign deals on the spot, but I had commitments on the spot yeah. at NatP saying they would run EP that fall across the country based on us having U.S. presence. So yeah. thank you to the United States. Now, and obviously, the U.S. has played a huge role in our ability to continue in operation because I did deals with uh, um, Discovery and their, uh -huh. their science channel. That, that was our first sort of uh, national cable partner. Uh -huh. uh, and we were on there through 2001. And then obviously G4 launched in 2002. And we were a launch partner with them and had a long career with those guys. And, uh, you know, right from the very beginning and to this day, as now you can watch us on Reels and Hulu and in syndication all throughout the U.S., yep. the United States has been an enormous partner for us. And on the other side of that, content-wise... When I started EP, Vancouver was a, was a pretty good scene. It was okay. We had EA and Radical yeah. had just started. But it was nothing like it grew to. You know, it wasn't as prominent as it became. Right. So we had to hit the road. And we were always in the U.S. We used to take a van and just travel all down through the states and stop off in different cities and shoot interviews all over the place. Yeah. And so the U.S. is incredibly important to the history of our business. And I am forever grateful. 
So we say thank you, yes. America. Thank, thank you. you. And you know what? We also have our favorite Americans in the world on the show. Absolutely. As well. So we want to say a happy Independence Day to Foobs and Boobs. Yeah, Foobs. Because we love you so. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, Don, that's Jose Sanchez yeah. and Ben Silverman. Ben Silverman, yeah. And uh, Tom Russo is a part Tom of our Russo's posse. Tom Russo is great too. You'll see him on the show. I mean, yeah. there's been so many amazing Americans on the yeah. show already. Scott Jones. Scott, and Scott Jones. My God, Scott Jones. Well, I just feel like he's such a Canadian he's now. He's becoming he's, a Canadian <laughs> Which is mind-blowing to me. I never thought that when I created the show that I would be, uh, you know, around and building this business for so long that we would have an American relocate to Vancouver and uh, go down the road of citizenship here in Canada, which is just incredible. Um, Tommy's an American. He's half Canadian as well and huge, huge part of our history. Julie Stouffer. Yeah. there's been a uh, lot of amazing, yes. uh, amazing talent just on the show. But yeah, you're right. The Americans give us a lot of content for gaming and just everything. TVs, TV, movies, everything that we have on the show. Almost yeah. everything. A lot of it comes from the States. So we do thank you for that. And but of course, there's a lot of other things that come from America that we enjoy here that maybe we shouldn't. I, well, I love America. I, I love America too. I, I love the, the States. I, yes. I eat but tell me. A lot what, of, okay, sure. What do you love about the States? Uh, well, I love baseball okay. as we... I'll know. So, uh, but I really fell in love with baseball. Um, I had a deeper love for baseball after I went and took a road trip to Cleveland. I was living in Toronto at the time and I took a road trip to Cleveland to see the Indians play when it was still Jacobs Field. Mm -hmm. And that was my first road trip to go to a baseball game. And everything about it was so serendipitous. The way we got there, how they were having giveaways, the ball game, we got a little blanket. I got Grady Sizemore because, you know, he was the stud in the moment. And uh, we sat at the baseball game and after the baseball game was over, they played um, The Natural on the big screen and they invited everyone to go onto the field oh and watch God. the movie it was so oh, awesome. it was so serendipitous everything about it was amazing it just gave me goosebumps and it just made me fall in love with the sport even more and so after that i just had planned to go see as many ballparks as i possibly could so america has always given me that that yeah. those moments that i have with baseball can i and tell you a baseball story that will sure. make you very envious okay all right this was in the early days of ep we're okay. shooting with tommy we're doing you know tra- traveling around the game studios all over the place and we yeah. had this idea to shoot um some discussions and interviews about baseball video games with the Yankees because they were visiting the Oakland A's. And and Tommy's a huge Yankees fan. And and he says, we should go and see if we can get because this is the way he did everything and to, you know, still continue to do things. We should see if we can get on the field with the Yankees no. at the stadium with Come the on. Oakland A's. Come and on. We left Sony because we had just done some interviews from at Sony headquarters, and they gave us some games as thank yous and and uh, you know freebies and stuff to review and stuff. Sorry if we're making you jealous. Back or in the heyday of gaming. All right, but yeah. uh, it was it was ridiculous. Anyways, in the car, and uh, you know I had my cell phone in the car as we're driving back into the city towards our hotels. We take this long shot. I call Oakland A's. PR. I'm imagining the cell phone is like Zach Morris' cell phone huge. from Saved yeah, by the Bell. Okay. Yeah, it was crazy. It might have been a Palm Pilot thing back <laughs> okay. then. All right, so but I'm calling them and I'm saying, yeah, we're we're visiting. We shoot these uh, shows about the video game industry. We'd uh-huh. love to come and shoot on the field. Talk with some of your ball players and yeah. and the. Oh my god. Sure, come on over. 
We go to the, we, so we get on the field, we're talking with the Oakland A's, we're talking with the Yankees. Tommy's in the dugout with the Yankees. Come having on. a blast with these guys, pretending that, that it was, and he's wearing a Yankees hat and everything. We just got on the field and then we started to do uh, some shots with the fans, talking about the PlayStation 2, uh, PlayStation 1 uh-huh. versus the Nintendo 64. And we had all these fan chants and things like that. And, and the, the, you know, a real console war happening right there. <laughs> But it was it was amazing. There there has been such a warm sort of acceptance and reception to this stuff, and I don't yeah. know if that's I don't know if that's because there there was a genuine love about what we were doing, or if that's the way. Maybe, you know, but that but that would operates. never happen now. I I don't know. I I think it still does. Well, I you think know what? A Who lot knows? of doors still open when you're, you know, you're not trying to. I mean, I think the difference between us and TMZ and some of these other gross things out there is that they're all. They're trying to, you know, just get dirt, you know, yeah. and we're not doing that. You know, even when, we, when we've gone to Sundance or, you know, I was in the locker room with the, the L.A. Lakers talking to all the, the basketball players. And about, they're asking about their relationships, I'm assuming. Well, the other media things. Yeah. And I'd be asking about video, like people just bust their doors open and say, sure, come on in, EP. Right. You know, yeah. we don't even know who the hell you guys are, but that's cool. Come on in and talk to us. Well, because you know? we're not being invasive. Yeah, we're not I guess trying so. to get to know this dirty little secrets of everyone's lives because that's your personal life. We're just trying to get to know what you like. What If, if you're a baseball player, I'm going to interview you yeah. about the game that yeah. you're in because that's amazing. You're actually in a video game. How does that feel? God, to actually be a part oh, of they, something they like they that. They were so receptive and yeah. so, so want to talk about that. Especially now. I mean, now there's decades of uh, data on how cool it is to be in the games industry. But even at the time, people were so hyped about it. We did another trip baseball-related, Tommy, and all this stuff's flashing back to me. Why haven't you told me about these baseball trips? Well, this one was crazy because this was a Yankees uh, training camp in uh, uh, Miami. Um, and you know, Tommy loved to coordinate and organize stuff where he got a ton of benefit out of it. Oh, so sure. He's the biggest Yankees Classic fan Tommy. in the world. <laughs> Let's go to Yankees training camp. The thing is, and we shot baseball reviews in the training stadium as the game was going on behind <laughs> oh us, which God. was amazing. Uh, but he wore the whole Yankees uniform. And um, after, the, after the game, after the game. Uh, he had worked it out with the Yankees because he had already done like the fantasy camp and all that. So he knew a lot of people in the organization. Okay. He wanted to get in and uh, do some interviews with Jeter and a bunch of the guys. <laughs> oh my God. They didn't want him in there because he was wearing the Yankees uniform and they were creeped out by this super fan. So I got to go in nice. and interview Derek Jeter <laughs> and all of these guys <laughs> and meet all these people. But I didn't even Lucas, know who they were. That's crazy. You interviewed a future Hall of Famer. I, I got to meet all these that guys. That is insane. And Tommy's sitting out in the... In the <laughs> In the car, totally pissed off. <laughs> he's wearing his thing, sulking in his in his Yankees hat and outfit. He's like, what, what this bullshit? Yeah, that's what you get for being a super fan. You look a little crazy, I'm sure, but yeah. that's amazing. What a great it was, experience! It was fun. Yeah, yeah was I've fun. I've I was fortunate enough to go to old Yankee Stadium, and I've been to new Yankee Stadium now. And uh, no, just just God, the atmosphere is so outstanding, and the way that the uh, I feel like. Uh, I guess Americans will experience this when they come to see a Blue Jay game uh, in Toronto, but it's a different feel completely. When you go right. to the States and you watch a baseball game, there's just something about it and the way that people seem to understand baseball just a little bit more mm. and their hearts are invested that much more where they know everything about the players and they're there because they love the sport. They're not just there to drink and have a good time. That I, Like I find a lot of people do at the Rogers Center. Right. Uh, but when you're in the States, like when you're at 
Yankee Stadium watching a baseball game, it's, that's when you feel it. It's uh, bedrock, right? It's history. Oh, God, it's so uh, great. No, it's and cool. I, I went there with my Blue Jays jersey on when they played the Jays, and I was standing up. I was so excited because I wanted them to heckle me. I wanted that experience. They gave it to me, and it was awesome. It was so perfect. So, you know what, America? Thank you. Yeah, totally. Thank you for baseball, and well, thank you for all and, that. And thank you for uh, the San Diego Comic-Con, which has oh. turned out to be my favorite um, destination. And I, Lucas, I'm nervous about that oh, it's, i've never been oh it's so fun and toy fair has always been a, a blast as well e3 was the mecca that was the yeah the door opening into these huge conventions and stuff and of course it's been in la and it was in atlanta yeah. so it's amazing the generous and wonderful times that i've been able to experience in the u.s because of this work it's been yeah. amazing but to go to comic-con uh, was partially because it, it really it kind of grew to represent what we are at EP yeah. more than even E3 did, you know, because okay. it, it it encompassed all the game stuff. Everything and TV now. Maybe not to the minutia, but it, yeah, the, but it introduced our show and yeah. our viewers and our, our producers and us to covering this stuff in all these different tangents. And, right. it, and it really, like... It was incredible to go to Comic-Con those first few years and uh, that, that I got to go yeah. and just see... Like you could see this tidal wave. Like yeah. this was oh, yeah. the future. Everybody was going to accept this, and this was these were going to be the biggest entertainments. And I was, you know, I haven't been going since the '80s or the '70s, but right. I was. I've been going long enough that I could see that this was tipping over. That it, this something. was going to be huge. And it's huge. And, but not just there; it's everywhere now. Yeah. There are comic cons all over the damn place, because and they it, can't they used contain to be, it. Yeah, yeah, really rare. It used to be you just go to San Diego or you go to the Chicago stuff. Yeah. Now they're in every city, multiple cities, sometimes multiple times a year, and it's really become like this sort of fan culture has become the predominant sort of pop culture out there. Yeah. And, uh, and then Scott Jones went, and he's now banned. <laughs> Uh, what, Joshua, I feel like you're feverishly writing over there. We got any uh, American yeah, thoughts or um, questions? Well, there there were some people saying that uh, Washington yeah. uh, was one of the first places that got EP. I'm not sure if that's true. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Okay, uh, cool. Washington State? Yes, yes, I believe so. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm not sure if that's true or what's going on. It is true, yeah. Um, I got a bunch of questions, so I'll just go okay, through as many sure. as I can. Okay. Horse pox, that's an easy one to pronounce. Uh, what do you guys think about pre-order day one DLC? Oh. That's crazy. I, I think just tread carefully with any pre-orders, period. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. you, there are certain brands and certain games. But are we talking about like a season's pass kind of deal? Well, they're talking about putting DLC um, plans in place before the game comes out. I think that right. there's still a, you know, a hesitancy to spend beyond the but initial I, ticket price yeah but that it's just it really is dependent on if you are a fan of the franchise of whatever you're yes. investing in yeah. so i mean like we just talked about killzone a lot today if yeah. you know that you're gonna love killzone i like invest in season's fest you know all the dlc that's gonna come and you're gonna get it you're gonna enjoy it I, but you know it's also easy to see why people are hesitant or angry yeah. or you know um i've been saying for a long time that the the game prices should come down overall you know yeah. especially if there is going to be this uh, aftermarket kind of uh, it's true it, planning yeah. around all of this stuff. Yeah, if it's going to be in PlayStation Plus, I mean, honestly, I, I, I would love the industry to, to work in a collaborative way to get more people in the door and not yeah. usher all those people to crap games, which yeah. is what's happening, right? It's people true. that don't want to spend money are playing free-to-play garbage or really inexpensive stuff, and they're yeah. just looking at games as this diversion, this this 
this you know thing they can spend a few minutes on and then mm. they move on to something else that they feel has more meaning to them where if the video game industry said no look come on we're going to drop the price let more people in mm. and uh, find other ways to uh, bring revenue up but I think right. it's it's a scale thing I think if the stuff was you know more price accessible more people would play and I think that's what Steam is is yeah, uh, doing and um I think every time PlayStation Plus puts some free games out there, tons of new people... And free is not the price that things should be. There should be a price. Well, there is a price. You're paying for the service. You're paying for the PlayStation Plus service. Right. Um, I just feel like if you're getting... It depends on what you're getting out of the first day pre-order. Like, are you yeah. getting something that you really want out of it? If not, then you should definitely wait. Well, I know it sounds like we're, uh, we're just blowing smoke, but one of the things that I really appreciate about EB is that they are actually actively trying to create you know, compelling reasons for the DLC that they're right. selling. You know, yes. they come up with exclusive, you know, actual content within their games that they know their customers are going to dig. And yeah, but then they we also get rewards too. And then for yeah, and if you, for trading all that stuff. Yeah. But but you know, they're working with the business. It's not just right. a. Uh, uh, a money chase. They're actually, you know, right. I mean, they their, are a business. They need to make money, yeah. of course, but they also want to serve their fans. Well, right? their whole business is games. You know, yeah, that's one of the true. cool things about, and we're and why we're happy that they're our partner with all true. this stuff. Uh, a lot of people are asking, not to interrupt, but yeah. okay. same realm. Um, okay. People are asking. EA had this thing where all their demos were actually price demos where you had to pay for their demos. Yeah. And then they backtracked and said it was a mistake. What are you guys uh, talking okay. about? Pricing is completely screwed in games right now. I know. And I, th and I think that that's one of the major challenges that, I mean, we're, we're airtight is on our list of topics to talk about today. That's another studio yeah. that closed its doors. And I, I feel like, you know, as there is more choice, mm -hmm. you have a shorter window in order to make a dent and make some money back on these huge investments. And games have already been categorized, traditional games, as some kind of luxury item mm -hmm. that people uh, have to make priority lists about whether they can look at this stuff or not. Yeah. A lot of it is time sent, like in terms of how much time you have to commit to it. But for the most part, it's price, you know? And people go, well, I can afford this this month or this this month. And, right. and then they, they move on to the next thing. And then with all of the, the preponderance of uh, free-to-play, you know, mobile stuff and Steam, like price is out of whack. It is out of whack. And well, really nobody knows what to do. Yeah, and I'm concerned, and I've said this since the beginning of the year, as yeah. I kind of try to look into this murky crystal ball, if everybody chases this free-to-play idea or, I mean, we're in this transitional phase. There yeah. are big things that are going to happen, and I think it will be a, uh, a shake-up, and a mm -hmm. lot of companies are going to go out of business, and new ideas of companies are going to be emerging. But if everybody chases models that are kind of in this free-to-play space, I think what's going to happen is we're training a customer base to look at games as valueless. Of course. And just as these disposable pieces of entertainment, you know? And I, I, I'm very worried about that for the future potential of the medium. I don't, yes. I don't mean to suggest that all of those games won't be fun. I no. just think that... A, it's going to be very difficult if everybody's free to play for any one of these companies to come up to with something. To get any kind of attention. Yeah, to get attention or money right. that will keep their businesses in business. Yeah. Because if some if everything's free to play, people are just going to bounce from free until the 
the the clock switches over and then you feel like the compulsion to pay. Yeah, yeah. Your game better be awesome or you're jumping onto another free-to-play thing. Whereas if we hit, could just come up with pricing where price wasn't the thing that we talked about with video games, right. that would mean inclusionary. That would mean more people are playing, more people are seeing, like we all are, yeah. how incredible video games can be. Right. And the market grows. And uh, I mean, I, I feel this and I, I'm sure you do. Like we see a ton of movies and TV shows and comics. Games yeah. are better than all of those things. That's true. You have to find the right ones. You have to and find the right a, ones. Yeah, there's a big mash of it in the app store. Like, we were spoiled. We're definitely spoiled with all these free things that we're playing. But that's why, luckily, you and I are picking up games that are $1 or $2 that yeah. maybe nobody would invest in because right. they're used to being anything. They're used to playing things that are free in the app store. So we can take a look at them and then show people, like, look, you should invest in this. Yeah, it's 2 bucks, but it's, it's only 2 bucks. And yeah. It's definitely worth your time. So I don't know. It's going to take some time, obviously, for us to figure this all out. And for CEOs of these big companies that just see the free-to-play dollar signs that yeah. come after it that are chasing that i don't know well, i think I want, we're gonna have I, to know, wait for that one of the things that has to happen is that everybody that's in video games right now yeah. everybody at the executive level or any level in video games in the business of making video games mm-hmm. if you are not in it for the rest of your life if this is not the career path that you want i want them to get the fuck out well because a lot that, of them I mean, that is a major will problem in our eventually business. but there's so many people that unfortunately have to get the f out and they don't want to these well, these I think this is, this, is the, this is the sea change that's about to happen. And yeah. it happened with companies like Acclaim. You know, yeah. there were these really, and THQ to some degree, these yeah. really egregious companies that looked at the, the bucket loads of cash that could be made by fooling people with junk and Dollar selling things. it to them. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, these CEOs and marketing execs and people that just made tons of money and, and uh, didn't really care about the persistence or the future of the medium. Yeah. I mean, that's the next level. This, yep. is, this is when games, and I, you know, I know it's going to happen because so much power is now back in the hands of the developer, and so much more awareness. And we're seeing things like Kickstarter make a, you know, a financial and cultural difference for the way that some of this software is coming to market. Sure. Um, so this this will be the next sea change that's going to happen. People that don't believe uh-huh. have got to go. Right. They got to go find something else with, but- to make their money. This is not just a reflection in the gaming industry. It's a reflection in so many things, like the music industry, because we just saw a movie where this is all reflective. Like totally. everything, everything is well, we're trying to change. I feel like Joshua has been trying to say something but, for a long time but now. That's the difference in the music business and yeah. the movie business. I remember back at E395, I met with the president of Virgin. We sat in on the keynote thing, and he was this older guy, and I forget the I think Martin something. I forget what his name was. Nice, nice enough fellow, but I started Let's talking go with to him. Freeman. Okay. <laughs> I started talking to him and here I, I'm just this punk kid that had this idea for a TV show, but I yeah. talked to him about how much he played and how much, and he said, I don't, I don't play, I don't play. And, oh. I, and, and the, I was pretty, I was pretty full of myself to say this, but even back then I said, are you kidding? You run a game company and you don't play video games? Don't you think that that is a terrible way to run your business? Shouldn't you be a purveyor and a, a, uh, a believer in the goods that you are investing in? Pushing what, buttons. Where can we see this interview? Well, I, I wasn't on camera. It oh. was all off camera because I was just sitting beside yes. him. But I was so mortified because, yeah. you know, here are the decision makers. Here are the storytellers, the ones that the you know, business press and the, uh, and the analysts and people would be talking to yeah. about the potential for the medium and the, and the uh, health of this business and they don't play. Yeah. That's, that's frustrating. Inexcusable. But that's changing. It is changing. And you know, when we see things like Jason Rubin, yes, 
moving up to run THQ and now he's a top dog at Oculus. That's an incredibly, incredibly positive sign. We need to see this over and over again. You know, and Cliff Blazinski's in the news right now. His new studio is coming out. Finally, he's back because yeah. it's. I don't think it's been great for uh, you know guys like Ray Musica and and uh, Dr. Greg yeah. uh, Zeschuk and like some of these figureheads not being prominent. Yeah, has not been good for our business either. So you okay? So you want their faces to be out there? Right? Like I you want, want them to be out there front line saying there. that this there's you know incredible long term value in great uh, you know uh, you know uh, thoughtful, well constructed, incredible mechanics, good characters, good storytelling. Yeah. These kinds of expensive games to build. Right. We need to keep going in this direction, and there, you know the the. The pool of those figureheads is not massive, mm -hmm. you know. It's not, and partially it's because the uh, you know the the media around this stuff, and we're a, we're a part of that, has not been able to do as much as we all can to expose all of the incredible talent that's out there. But also, part of it is the video game companies themselves not celebrating their individual creatives enough that's either. true we i feel like we do a lot but we can only do so much right. if they don't if they don't want their faces out there we can't force them to do that we can't force their hand well we can keep bringing it up but we do like this exactly and, but know, we do i mean i feel like we bug a lot at, though look at chris roberts man i mean yeah. look, look what he's doing with star citizen right now that that is an incredible story this is a guy that said yeah i'm, I'm really good at making you know powerful games that, that sell millions he, he did all the wing commander that's things that's and then he goes okay i'm gonna go make a movie movie sucked it was terrible i remember seeing that movie it was so shite uh, <laughs> it, it starred uh, sarah michelle geller's husband what's his name oh freddie prince jr yeah it was awful now he's back making games but he has the pedigree and you know the uh, experience and the know-how. He ran his own studio. He worked with uh, with Microsoft to publish some stuff out of Austin. Uh, that didn't do that well because he was tr trying to be a big movie director. Mm -hmm. But now he comes out with Star Citizen, throws it out there in, in uh, Kickstarter. They're like it's reinventing himself. I like that. Fifty million dollars in financing, roughly so far. Amazing. Still growing. They're uh, going to release it in uh, in components as they're ready. And it's going to revolutionize PC gaming, and you can, you know, the, you know, the the imminent announcement of their partnership with Oculus Rift is probably yeah. in the works if it hasn't happened already, and I, you know, that's profound, and that's what we need is more people like, like that guy. Um. So whoever asked the question about EA Sports charging <laughs> for their demo, then then revoking what? Yeah, yeah. You, you just. <laughs> you just wind him up and let him go. But that's great. No, we got a lot out there. But Josh has been trying to say something for a long Sorry, time now. Josh. Yeah, and no, we've bro. been ignoring Sorry. him. No, no, just no, trying no to get some questions. No more questions about money. Okay? Yeah, no. Or free to play. Can, yeah, it's and, so and, true. And, and you know, free to play or the problems with the way the business of video games are being because run. Because I'm trying to he, think about trying, it and work it out. No, but, and, you're, you know. yeah, you're, but I feel like you're still letting us know how you feel but you feel like you want to solve these problems i do i love so you're industry, going to yeah and i will forever i mean i've devoted you know more than 20 years of my life to the uh, to the discovery and the and the uh presentation of stories around yeah. this stuff i love this business and i want it to be healthy and i want it to be respected and and uh, i i want companies like king to just you wiped off the face of the earth. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? They got brought up again. Okay, yes. let's go to a happier note. Okay. Um, okay. 
Gameplay dev, I believe I said that right. Yeah. Yep. Um, favorite game release in the summer? I'm going to say, ask another one. Mr. Position asked, uh, are you guys excited for Wolf Among Us, the episode five of Obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bigby's back. That's next week, Bigby's right? Bigby's getting in some trouble. I yes, guess that's we're us. reviewing it. Nice. Oh, yes, my friend. We are reviewing that. Uh, yeah, so that's going to close out his chapter. It's going to yeah. close out the stories. And I actually went to uh, chapters the other day and because uh, I wanted to look into buying the fables yeah. and they they have a lot there and I got really overwhelmed and well, so I walked out with, with nothing uh, the first I know I know I have them I I'll run them to you oh thanks yeah no problem I'll bring it was them just, I didn't want to start investing what if I don't love them and what if I'm not into it I don't know yeah uh, I'll bring in some comic maybe maybe we should have the comic break uh, oh, of the week comic break yeah that okay, would be pretty that cool sounds, mm, okay you know, and I'm, I'm into it ever since Amazon went uh, they bought Comixology uh huh I bought a lot less comics. Oh. They, it isn't as difficult. What they did, you're, you know the Comixology app, right? Uh, I, well, I know it, but I don't You used it. to be able to buy comics right from the app, but yeah. now because Amazon and Apple are kind of competitors and Apple's, they don't want to pay Apple any money uh-huh. based on sales, right? Okay. And Apple takes a percentage. So uh, they push people back to the Amazon website in order to buy the comics. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a few step process in order to buy stuff. And I did it for the, you know, that, that week. I wanted to test out how okay. difficult it was. But ever since, and it isn't that difficult, but even that extra step has given me the hesitation to go into the comic. I used to, like, what? when they did a Captain America sale, I bought 50 comics. I went, bye, bye, all right. bye, bye. Oh but, you know, just because I wanted to get the whole Winter Soldier story and all of it, Brubaker's work. And I you just did, That's to- what you were reading yesterday? Yeah, I was reading a little bit of that. It's awesome. So yeah, okay. Good. All right. Uh, I'm way behind. I, you know, Obviously, I've got tons of these things. But it's funny. Even that one extra little bit of interference can you make a huge difference. You don't want to go difference. do it. You know, and that's that's a perfect analogy for the video game space. Yeah, it's true. Right? That extra step, I know. That extra level of, like, which direction should I go? Or, it's true. You know, sh- is it worth buying it now? Or yep. should I... Pre- like, the game... the. The games industry sure. needs to make it easier for everybody oh, yeah. to jump in. Like if uh, a game is coming out for both consoles, I'm going to buy it for the one that's always plugged into my TV. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to unplug. I don't. I just. I. I'm lazy when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I feel like it's the one that's always on. I want to have that that controller that I love so much. I want right. to use that. I shouldn't say which one that is <laughs> because huh. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Uh, it's all but good. it's PS4. Yep. Josh, <laughs> Josh, you got any more questions? Oh shoot, we didn't ask. Oh, we didn't yeah. answer. What games do you say? What games uh, we were excited for in the summer? In the summer, oh, summer games. Uh, I'm t- I, I just I feel like we, whatever crosses our, our yeah, desk. that's what we But did. I just uh, I plugged in my um, my PC, which is fairly recent. I've I've had to leave it at work to do some stuff yep. on it. But I brought it home uh, last week for our holiday weekend there, and. Uh, Oh man, I've been downloading things like crazy, yeah. but I finally plugged into Transistor. I've tweeted about it. That game is amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna play it. it uh, it's this so unique and beautiful. Um, yeah. And it, I mean, it, well, I love super giant games. Yeah, and it shares some design ideas with Bastion. If, if you play in any Bastion, you're gonna feel kind of comfortable there. But the whole combo kind of setup that they have there, it sort of turns into this. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics kind of thing for a oh, second. Oh, okay. It's all real time, but it slows everything down. Mm. You press the trigger, and then you push in all your commands. And but it, it's the art design, it's the narration from the same guy that did the Bastion stuff. Yes. Incredible work of art. Okay, art. they do. They make art there. Yes. Which is great. So yes, an amazing studio that I hope continues on. Yep. Um, unlike. 
Air- airtight, yeah. It's so sad. Well, I mean, I'm, that's I'm, that's the. Uh, it's like yeah, I feel. I feel badly. <laughs> I know I'm gonna get you wound up, but we were supposed to talk about it, and we didn't talk about it. Yeah. But they just released "Murdered Soul Suspect," mm-hmm. and it didn't that's do one very of the well. That's that I downloaded because it looked just, uh, it's so interesting. It to me. did we didn't look interesting. It. No, we ben didn't. Jose, Jose right? and Ben reviewed it. Yeah. They didn't really enjoy it, though. No. They didn't, I mean, and I, we have to be honest, too, with the game reviews. Yeah, and we, I mean, we serve no purpose if we don't point out, as much as we love developers and, and care about who they are as people and want them yeah. to succeed, it's, yeah, we we also have to be uh, brutally frank about if we have fun or not and what our problems are with this stuff. Yeah, so well, we didn't play but it, they, but according to them, they didn't enjoy it. Yeah, and people ask us about this all the time, uh, how yeah. developers take that. And because we have these relationships, yeah. a lot of them I've, I've known for a long time and uh, they, they get it. They, they, they understand like we, this is our work yeah. and they want to hear honest appraisal. You know, like one of my friends w- worked on uh, that last army of two game and oh, okay. uh, he's an awesome guy. And um, I know they killed themselves to work on that game. They probably didn't have a very long. It was yeah, such a horrendous, yeah, awful, totally atrocious, insulting piece of shit. Yeah. And I've, I've railed against it on the show. You did. And I, 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 I couldn't hold it back. But I sent him a, a, a note just before I said, dude, I hate your game. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm sure you guys killed yourselves to build it. But it was awful. And yeah. he said, of course, I, you know, totally appreciate where you're coming from. Uh, you know, I can tell you stories. I get it. And uh, no, you know, no hard no, feelings, been, nothing, you know? Yeah, you know, we've been pretty lucky with that. There hasn't been a lot of bad, like any kind of backlash from our reviews because we're being honest. And I feel like they know it too. We're not just, we're not looking for things to hate. Well, and, we're you just know, being real. Yeah, we're not hiding behind a byline. It's not no. like EP or no. reviews on the run as an entity is the, is the you know, determiner. It's individuals. Yeah. And we have a very clear set of, of uh, you know biases and prejudices and tastes and things. I mean that's what we're defining every day when we're on TV. And I think, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I when I thought of the show, I, I looked at what Siskel and Ebert were doing, and yeah. it was like, well, I know what Ebert's going to like, and just from watching this show every week, you know, and right, I think that's exactly. our difference. You know? Right, but then there's also things that surprise us too. I love that. I love that I was never really, I wasn't too excited about first-person shooters, but getting to like, I just played Kills on this week, and I. Freaking loved it. Cool I freaking love the yeah. DLC. Can we talk about it? DLC. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Intercept. Oh, Intercept. Yeah, so we, we can talk about it. I had a great time online with a few dudes, and I don't know who you are because my uh, internet crapped out on me, and I'm dudes. sorry. But whoever you guys were, you were so fantastic. It was my first time jumping in, and I didn't know what was happening, and they really explained everything to me, and I jumped right in, and it was so much fun. It that, was so much fun. That is such a difference, Yeah. I think, now... And I, I think there is a, ch- a change happening with the online gaming community. Right. Well, because I thought I was actually scared to speak up when I first jumped in. I know, in. right? I was scared to say anything because I didn't want them to hear that I w- that was a girl. I got, unfortunately, because uh, they were going to hear it and they're going to think, "Oh God, no." But I, it's. I think it's. Cha- I think there is this. Uh, you know, universal. Because that's a pretty hardcore game we're talking yeah, about here. This is yeah. not a uh, uh, an arcadey type. No, shoot. no. This is like. As, if you're going to stick with it and get online and start the, the co-op missions and stuff like that, you're, you're pretty committed to it. Yes. And I think flashback a few years ago, um, it would have been a different, potentially a different reception and you still might well, find that I, kind of reception. Yeah, I mean, there. I had uh, some really bad experiences. Just, I don't know why people All of us have. So All rude. of us, though. Like, you, it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, it's not gender-related. I think that there's just there some, some awful some gender-related pe- things. But Definitely, yeah. yeah. But there's such... There are some awful and have been historically some awful people online, but I think there is a 
an, a, like this is not new anymore. You're not yeah. hiding behind this veil of an anonymity anymore. I think it also depends on what game you're playing, though. Yeah. Because certain games attract certain kinds of still, folk. I still remember that last uh, SOCOM game. That uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you wanted to tell me a story with that. Well, I mean, it was that's a talk about a hardcore bunch of players, right? Oh. There's a there's a a fan base for that that is just hardcore uh, military playing all the time. Yeah, you know yeah. they've got uh, you know their teams and their clans. And yeah. I, ju- I accidentally jumped into the wrong room one Uh-oh. day and just was in the lobby, not even in the game, and got called the uh, the c word the second I got in the thing. Wow. I was like, what are you getting? And he's just like, unbelievable. It was so offensive. Yeah. I was like, I am never playing this game no, again. No, of course. I, I just turned it off right there. I said, no way am right. I gonna get online and play this thing. Well, I think it's also when you're against other players as well, what's great about Intercept is that you you need to play as a team. Right, right. So you you better have each other's back. You have to. And yeah. that's exactly what happened, and that was my experience. So, I mean, I, I, I want to recommend it. I want to recommend it, but I don't know if people are going to be into such a hardcore. I want to ask people out shooter. there that are watching if, if thing if they feel things have started to change a little bit, I mean, look, at, look at League of Legends and, oh, and yeah. Minecraft. I mean, there's so much sharing yeah. and discussion and people building things together, and yeah. and uh, I, I think that there is just a, a recognition that your virtual life, your screen life, and your real life yeah. are the same, and it, you I should there conduct is much yourself. Bullying yeah, online. Yes, there used to be. I think that's what's happening. Right, I, and I want to hear. If that's how you feel as well, or if we're completely out of touch with that, I so don't we'll like just think sit, that I'm we'll out of wait. touch. We'll, we'll, we'll just wait. wait for you. Go ahead. <laughs> we did okay. Well, I, okay. If Josh has something, that's fine. But we need to talk about the movies that we saw this week. Yeah. Too. Josh. Right. Oh, Josh has given us the, All right. <laughs> the shame. So you gotta pick up. No, we pick, can go now. Pick up your questions because uh, it'll make I, Josh ask us um, uh, some stuff. Yeah. So we saw. Well, we should. We're gonna break embargo. Yeah. And talk about begin well, again. Sure. Because it was great. <laughs> it was so great. It was so great. Big and I went to the movies last night. We, I was expecting what a did, cheesy love story the, with music. And this, this, <laughs> this is, is a, a perfect uh, example of how crazy our shows are. Right, right exactly. We jump from Kill Zone and <laughs> online shooters again. and Minecraft, and, and now we're talking about Begin Again. Right, and I haven't, I haven't enjoyed um, any kind of love story in a movie in a while and I don't I I mean this was a love story but it was so much more than that it was yeah. so much more than that I don't we can't spoil anything because I don't want to break I really want to break and break I don't really get in too much trouble but you need to go see the movie well it's a musical and it stars Kira Knightley and Mark Ruffalo yes. and Kira Knightley sings and all which of these which sounds really cheesy and I know. Adam Levine from uh, what's his what's his band uh, Maroon from 5 Maroon 5 and so you're like you're scared we were scared. To, I was scared. Yeah. I'd, and Seal Green, like I just thought, okay, the but it's cast the from whatever writer, that show is called. Yeah, from The Voice. It was, oh, the, the, Voice. It was the writer and director of Once. Once, which won awards. And I never saw that movie. I thought I had seen that. I watched the trailer for it last night because I was curious to, yeah, to, to find out more made, yeah. about this history. And uh, that the, the music in that trailer is haunting. But the music in this movie is solid, but that isn't even really the story. The story is... That the people in the movie, the characters, the, the writing and the way that it's all framed as a yeah. narrative yes. felt real yeah. and it felt wonderful and authentic yeah. and there's a, a, a camaraderie that's exhibited on screen. There's For this sure. sense of like really broken people that are living because, their life. Well, we're all broken. And, we're and, all yeah, broken and, in and some And it was way. a celebration that you can still have a pretty fantastic reality right. even if it's got a lot of dings and dents in it you know and, and that was 
marvelous to see and that and it, you know it all takes place in New York City and if you've never you really been to New felt York it. oh god it was you so gotta great. go and this movie is like a, you made us want to go so badly oh, yeah. I want to go totally. back to New York I actually I don't want second. Scott to see this because he's just he's gonna, gonna be so go. homesick <laughs> yeah. and he's gonna want to leave right away but yeah. it, it was uh, yeah a beautiful love letter to the city of New York a beautiful love letter to um, uh, just the the uh, creative impulse yeah. and the freeform improvisation of uh, of building something in a community together and i it made me think of the shows like yeah. how we just we get together and we just do it from a pure kind of spot you yeah, know and have so from the, the very beginning so i was just like wow this is i know it was a profound movie great like, it was really father daughter really relationships victor lucas shows yes. tears yep. the music is great we bought the soundtrack the second we walked out i mm. mean kira knightley can sing what this yeah there's so much of this but it wasn't one of those cheesy love stories where the girl needs the guy to like her or the guy needs the girl to like her it wasn't like that it wasn't and nobody's about that cool either like no. nobody is like nobody, none of the people in the band, no. not CeeLo Green, not Adam Levine. Well, CeeLo Green is kind of cool. But he wasn't. <laughs> but he's he was even yeah. making fun of himself. Like yeah. that, that was the marvelous thing is that everybody is everybody just. Everybody was aware of themselves. Yeah. And they're just completely, uh, they're buffoons like we all are in yeah. real life. And it's like, but that's cool. You just, I know. They were accepting of each other. So I really enjoyed yeah, it. Incredible and movie. you need to go see it. Incredible uh, movie. We saw another movie as well. Yeah. But Josh has something. I have a question. Okay. Yep. Uh, for both of you. What do you guys think of Rob Pardo? I don't know the lead creative director for Blizzard leaving the company mm-hmm. right after, or right before a major expansion release. Expansion, yeah. Rob Pardo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does it lead to initial thoughts about the expansion pack? Uh, I think that's a guy, and I know Rob. He's a good guy. Okay. He's been with Warcraft and Blizzard for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and I think. Um, you know, you can attribute a lot because he was a design director there, a creative director, like a pretty senior guy that had been helping to define. I once had a conversation with him about storytelling in video games, and obviously uh-huh. he was working in a game that had story elements and narrative to kind of apply to the freeform structure of the design. Okay. And he greatly disagreed with me because mm-hmm. I feel that story in games is increasingly more important, even in sports games and every kind of game. But you also do need some free form as well. And Minecraft is a great example of that. Mm. And World of Warcraft is a great example of that. Um, but I feel like he probably did what he wanted to do. you mm. know. And I think that that happens and I think that's fine. My worry is we don't want to see guys like Rob Pardo uh, leaving the business. You know, mm-hmm. being pushed out because the business becomes a drag or a grind or, yeah. you know, or... You know, frankly, and no offense to the to people at Zynga who are trying to, you know, build something real there again, but that's not great news for me either. I don't want to see people rushing to go and build clones More, that are free to play. And so I don't you know get what... You points what it, if you buy Slurpees at 7-Eleven. Like, that is... Ugh. But, I can't deal with any of that. Yeah, totally. But the reality is that that team is massive. That, that yeah. team is filled with loyalists and, and uh, believers, um, and that's who they hire. And Blizzard doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. And whether it was a consensual uh, you know, decision for him to leave or not, they're fine and Rob will be fine. Right, and we don't know what he's doing now. Yeah, right? and just okay. you know, celebrate sure what he's, he's accomplished yeah. and l- let's see what comes up next. Yeah, you know? he'll be okay. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Everything will be okay with that. Every time I think of a DLC, anything being released, I always think of the Guild uh, episode. It was hilarious. I don't know if you've watched the Guild, but... Just really funny with the way Felicia Day paints that whole picture of this life people are leading, and that you don't want to release the DLC, they don't want to upset the fans, and then the CEO is going crazy, he's losing his mind. So maybe that happened too. Who knows? 
Right. Who knows? Yep. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. I mean, he's been with that game for a long time. That game's yeah. been, I, I think we're into the decade already with, with World of Warcraft or something like that. It's a long time. Yes. Yeah, a lot of long people time. enjoying that one. Um, okay, so Joshua doesn't want to ask us another question, so we're going to talk about another movie that we saw this week. Okay. okay? Starring Olivia Munn yeah. and Eric Bana yep. uh, as Detective Saatchi. Was that a good Sarchi. accent? Sergeant Sarchi. 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 Deliver us uh, from evil. Deliver us from evil. Yes, he has a New York accent. What? It feels so lame after. I know. After begin <laughs> again. Do we? Uh, can we I get went, it? We did this in the wrong movie? order because it's. I know. It's I know. Okay. We, we were working backwards in our week. It's okay. Begin or uh, uh, deliver us from evil. evil. It's pretty I, cool. If you okay. want a horror, a you know, scary uh, experience, but you sc- go see Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Go, what is with you people? Go see Edge of Tomorrow. Or Thank you, you so much, though, for those of you that heeded our advice uh, about not going to see Transformers right. 4. Yeah. Really appreciate that. All the wonderful tweets all the wonderful tweets we had back to us were so great. How they saved their money, they're buying games instead, yeah. or they went to go see Edge of Tomorrow and they loved it. Yeah. Great. Go see a good movie, because everybody that saw Transformers that replied back to us anyway hated it. Yeah. And it's making it, lots of money. It's number one right now. I think people but, go, you know, in retrospect, we had a lot of fun making fun of it. And I for think sure. that a lot of fans of a lot of fans of this stuff of sci-fi yeah. and super like they like to go and and be mystery science theater 3000 sure. in a movie like that and i think that's part of the attraction for for transformers yeah but yes truly go see edge of <laughs> tomorrow. tomorrow see cap 2 if you haven't see x-men if you haven't uh, Good pick up looper if you haven't seen looper this is the guy that's going to be directing a you know episode Eight and nine yep. of Star Wars. Get to know Ryan Johnson. The guy's amazing, and that yep. that movie's incredible. Um, it's true, but we and don't d- delivers from I evil. Mean, well, it was. I mean, it's a it's a scary movie, so I didn't want to go see that because it was yeah. scary. Yeah. Uh, it made me uh, it's, think it's about learning about the devil when I was in yeah, grade seven of my Catholic possession school. happens. Yeah, possession happens. I mean, <laughs> it's it's. It's a time at the it's, theater. You know what? I don't know. I like There's seeing blood. Eric Bana on screen. I like that guy a lot. I, I, enjoy I would him pick too. him as a, a, a better candidate for Batman than Ben Affleck. I would have loved to see that. Well, casting. I, I think the list is pretty great for people that you'd rather see as Batman than pretty, Ben Affleck. I, I like Eric Bana a lot. I th- did you ever see, uh, what was that, Hannah? Do you see Hannah where he played the father to uh, this? Uh, this in- That's another no, one. But Down, you know, get that movie. You know That's he awesome. was great, though. Yeah. Troy. He was great in Troy. Okay. Do you remember him as a brother, the older brother in Troy? He was fantastic. Sort of, yeah. He's, I know he's forever ago. He's been he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I uh, I gotta interrupt. We need oh. a toy break. Oh, we need a toy break. Yep. Okay. We, we have eight Gosh, minutes, I, so I have to interrupt. Oh God. Uh, are we? Have we been talking that long? Oh, oh sorry. yeah. Holy crap. Whoopsie poo. All what, right. Why okay. Why are you it like you're not enjoying yourself? The, okay. Grievance with Josh okay. time. Uh, Joshua is really annoying. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a quick toy break, okay? This one, this one's super quick. I, I okay. have these Vinylmation figures that I picked up at Disneyland when I was there earlier this year. I don't think I've oh shown God, them off on so the show. Cute. They're yeah. awesome. They're, they've got the Mickey Mouse ears. These oh, are the heavy. the Raiders of the Lost Ark figures, and I have. Um, I'll take a picture because they're so small. And I, if they I if I go up there, so I have uh, I've got Indy in uh, in his disguise when he was in the Well of the Souls, and it comes with the uh, the staff, the headpiece with the staff of Ra. They're digging in the wrong place. I am the monarch of the sea. I've got the uh, Golden Idol that Indiana Jones grabs. I've got uh, Tot. I've got a bunch of other ones too, but Tot was always amazing. Yes, I know you will. 
I love know. him. And uh, I could never find, see these are blind box. Blind box are yes. uh, the blight of my life because oh, I get no. addicted to these things. You spend a lot of dough. I, I gave away a ton of these things to friends that I knew in uh, California nice. when well, I was down the, there. That's the point of it all, right? And then you get your friends addicted to it. It's, it's very smart marketing. Yeah, but I spent way more money than I should have. But they I love these figures. They're cool. They don't, they're, there's no articulation, but they're just the design is awesome. Yeah. And uh, I could never find Indy in the leather jacket, though. So if you have that and you want to give it to me, I'll give you a big hug. Oh, hugs from Victor <laughs> Lucas for more Indiana Jones. Sure, why not? So that's um, our toy break. That was toy break. That was a really good fast toy break. Yes. So uh, next week we will be talking about um, comic break. Comic break. Right now, mug break. I've got oh, my gas-powered games mug again. The, yeah, okay, but you know that I'm on my Saskatoon mug today. Sorry. So you bring it but, up. But and I said, this, this why is, I'm trying to get my Saskatoon mug. This is relational to uh, World of Tanks Blitz, which we reviewed, which was a free-to-play game. We did game. review that. Fun game for uh, iPhone. freemium. Feel free to download that. It's okay. You can download it. I'm not it. putting the hashtag FU... No, F two P F U. I'm not going to do it. Or F U F two P. We should know our own hashtag. Not going to do that hashtag on that because they're spending money on good quality content. There's a lot of stuff to sort of jump into there. It's it's well made. Wargaming Wargaming is uh, yeah, they're doing something with freemium. They are, and they acquired Gas Powered Games. That's Chris Taylor and his cup. I love that guy. He was on episode one of EP. That's unbelievable. Episode one talking about total annihilation. And watching that interview with that man yeah. made me realize we got a show. That's great. We're good. And then yeah. it's episode two, Doug to Naple, talking wow. about uh, Talk about coming Earthworm full Jim. circle because we, you were talking about how EP got started in the beginning of this episode yeah. and now coming full circle. Yep. And we do love you, America. We're happy that you're celebrating your 4th of July. Please don't please don't drink too much, though, or yeah, don't, be don't. over-gluttonous. I know it's the day to do so, <laughs> but um, but whenever I'm in the States, I'm, I'm quite the glutton. Like, it's, it's a problem when I'm there. You want to talk about Luther? Oh, shoot. Luther, oh my God. We don't have any time. Luther's really good, though. Watch it on Netflix. Luther's amazing. And it's terrifying. It's it's also terrifying, though. If you're you're a woman living in this world, it is... It is quite terrifying. There's a lot of bad things. That You're going to see our, our full review on that on the soon, show pretty yeah. soon. But uh, I got addicted to it, and I said we're reviewing this. Yeah, and, and then said, I made okay. I, yeah I made you watch then, Archer season five. And then we have uh, yeah the producer uh, Rob Koval of the show going. We, we don't have what? any clips. I we know have to why chase are you down doing the clips of this thing? But we want you to watch good content. So that's why we're watching it. So first. I'm going to be playing more Transistor. Yeah, you. And want I'm going to be playing more Shovel Knight. And I'm going to be more you know more jealous. Uh, of Ben and Jose because they get to keep reviewing all these awesome games. What are you going to be playing? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm probably going to play more Killzone Shadowfall Intercept nice, because okay. that was a really great online experience for me. It's a slick shooter uh, for the PS4 and really underrated. Is. But you know what, though? I've got to boot up uh, the PC. Yes, you do. We're doing a lot of Steam games, actually, this yep. next week. So, um, Q-Bert. Cubert, Cubert is back, and I'm really Cubert's stoked back. about that. I don't know if anybody else is, but yeah. we'll have him on the show pretty soon. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's an exciting time for uh, the Steam World. Yes. Uh, just to let you guys know, we've what? had some problems with the feed, so just to let everybody know, oh, we're sorry. so we're sorry about that. We'll try problems that with the figured. feed. We'll figure it out for next week, we but this will be all that. posted to the EPN.TV site anyway. So all cleaned up. If you and couldn't. Uh, it will be audio as well. there, and the audio will get fixed as well. Uh, Any other questions or anything? I'm or? sorry. Uh, yeah. Also, I've I been juicing, more, so I'm a little low energy. Yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. There's too. one more question I can get to. Let's see. We have three minutes. Where the hell is it? Oh. Uh, here we go. I'll ask this one because it's easier to figure out. Okay. Uh, what do you guys think about product placement in gaming? Will it grow, whether it's positive or negative? Sorry. Mm. Well, quick, the, we, 
don't like product placement in movies when it's quite apparent. If it's in video games, I don't know. It doesn't bother me as much, though. I, I you know, I, I'm okay with it in concept, but it, you know, like Transformers was so egregious. It was awful, but yeah. in but in video games, I almost feel like they're making fun of things well, rather know, than one of the first ones that was really prominent in my head yeah. when I saw it in the theater was Blade Runner because okay. Harrison Ford was running down all of the, uh, the, the, the this future Los Angeles and on these the, the streets were all of these signs of things that we knew from present day yeah, yeah. Uh, this was in the 80s a lot of those brands are dead uh, can we talk about Demolition Man for a second Demolition Man and yeah Taco Time <laughs> so, Taco yeah, right? yeah. you know and they, Taco they Time stick Canadian out thing. sorry talk about so I think from the marketing standpoint, I yeah. think it, it, it's a success. And it does make it feel more grounded in reality. I always yeah. find it a little bit weird when, you know, pseudo brands are created that are so close. Right. I think sometimes it can be witty, well, like I, with Grand Theft Auto, but sometimes exactly. it can be... Exactly. With Grand Theft Auto, they definitely poke it. They, they're definitely making fun. Yeah. But um, with Sunset Overdrive, I feel like they're also going to be making fun of that as right. well because they're having their own product placement that they're putting in there. Yeah. But I, I feel like, yeah, with video games, they tend to make fun of those things. Maybe because those companies aren't actually giving the video game money. Remember when Burnout Paradise came out and there was a for, big... Uh, for PS3, they had... Uh, uh, they had ads that were looped in on the billboards and they had a um, whole streaming, uh, you're paying to have ads sent to you with your internet costs and everything because it was all live, Yikes. Uh, you know, refresh. Um, it's a bit weird. Yeah. It's I a little strange, yeah. I, you know, I think corporations in general should think of the art of this always, okay. you know, and yeah. then how to integrate into the art so it's, you know, and I know we're moving into this era of branded entertainment. This is a big question. It's a big topic. I think that we have to be thinking about the culture that we're sending out into the world. And if it's all, if it's all surrounded by brands that are gross, like the, the, the terrible ads in Transformers. Oh, I think God, that they can were be, so awful. Yeah, it can don't, really be a negative please thing. Don't, please don't. Go see that movie. Stop <laughs> watching that movie. Oh my God! How many times do you ask? Now people are gonna go see the movie to see the ads. No, no, no! Don't go see it. We can yeah. tell you all about them. I just don't want to give them more plugs. But yeah. there's definitely Good a lot question. of interaction. Another question about um, the business, though. Yeah, you know? that's okay. I think this is a big deal in everybody's minds. We're all we're all concerned, aren't we? Oh sure, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're living in it, right? This is our job, so we want to make sure that we're going to be around for a while. Yep. What's happening? Do we have to stop? No, no. It's just our. I think our feed has officially died at the end, so we're oh. just doing this for the audio. Just uh, okay. Sure. Sorry again, guys. Thanks. Sure. I, don't I don't know. know. It's, uh, I think it's on the Twitch. Oh, we're, oh, we're still, still going. going. Okay, okay, great. Sorry. So good. everything's fine. Everything's going to be okay. Technology is wonderful. <laughs> Never fails us. <laughs> we were just talking about the robots taking over today. Yeah. It will in ten years. You never know. What can we do? Uh, be kind to your electronics. Whenever, whenever. That's a when good. I, that's a bumper sticker right there. No kidding. Well, that's, be that kind to your be, electronics. That should be your bumper sticker. I swear to God, you take such good care of your electronics. Of I can't believe it. I can't believe the care you put into these things. They, and when I give something back to you with my fingerprints all over it, I feel like you I, hate listen. It. I was. I I grew up in a broke household. I, yeah. I knew the value of buying these things yeah. and taking care of them, and they would last forever. I still have all my old stuff. <laughs> I know. It's important. But the way Scott makes fun of your tissue. I know. Your I'm a tissue little, and your laptop. I maybe go a little too <laughs> it's far. A little, it's a little, it's a little much, I know. All right, let's end it there. That's okay. good. That's <laughs> Perfect good. Perfect Lucas goes too far. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks Thank for listening. You. you rock. And happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Don't eat too much meat. We'll see you next week. <laughs>